0: Hello and welcome to Publish Me, a monthly podcast series from the AS21 Podcast Network, where we look at the publishing process of the fantasy epic, The Will of the Magi. I'm your host, Keith F. Shelf, publisher of AS21 Media, and joining me this month is...
1: Ronna Gainer, design consultant in residence for AS21 Media.
2: And as always, this is Paul Dickinson Russell, the author of *The Will of the Magi*. I hope everyone is enjoying their October and getting all ready for Halloween. Yes, indeed, because it is, in fact, October
0: 2017. I really didn't expect us to get this far, but here we are. This is Chapter 31 of the Publish Me Podcast. Today we'll be discussing podcasting your story. Boy, I wonder if that's a topic we know something about.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think we have an idea or two. Yes, yeah,
0: so and we welcome Andrew Alleman of com for an interview today to talk about sharing stories through podcasting. So first of all, let's check in with our team here. Uh... I know we have some big news concerning Rana, but 1st we we'll check in, Paul, any updates?
2: I emailed Corey recently. He is hammering out a lot of the little kinks in my story. We're making sure that Chapter 1 is absolutely perfect for the AOIS 21 annual. So that's what we're hammering out right now. Uh, Hopefully I'll hear from Corey soon and get Chapter 1 with his thoughts and feedback, and then we'll make sure that that is all prepped and ready to go for uh, the submission process there. I've already started working on my next fantasy story, so that's going to be occupying my October. (laughs) And, of course, for those that are keeping
0: track with AS21 in our weekly email and online on our website, we had the announcement. The cover artist for the AS21 annual this year is... <laughs> Roder Gaynor's original artwork, Space Made, will be appearing on the cover of the 2017 AS21 annual, in addition to at least two other works that will be appearing inside the magazine. Congratulations, Verana! <laughs>
1: hey. I'm on the cover of something. Again! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! So,
2: okay, we'll get you dinner. our more covers. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: I'm glad you picked the Space Maid. That was a fun project. That was actually a coloring book page I made for uh, Katsukon. I made it based on the uh, maid cafe that they have there. My friend posed for a whole bunch of photos, and I just drew, like, you know, made in space.
0: Well, I have to say, uh, we had gotten some art, some photography, but very little art so far, so many. So I'd asked you if you could submit something. And you sent along your three images, and all will be appearing. But when I saw Space Maid, I just knew that was perfect for what I want on the cover. Because uh, the key thing is, you have the young girl looking out the window of the spaceship at the Earth. And to me, it just is the imagery of her looking into the Earth. And she's facing right as just perfectly as if she's looking into the annual itself and all the wonderful stories inside. So it's just absolutely The quintessential cover and just fantastic work ronda thank you and we so we announced this week that the annual will be released on october 21st it's a little bit late this year we were delayed because we are finishing up the release of american presidents at war with thomas b who was a guest on the podcast a few months ago so it'll be out october 21st we are having a release party once again at walls of books in washington dc we'll be having readings of the some of the selections from the annual we'll have hopefully i'm going to try to line up some musical performance as well and maybe some food it'll be an afternoon event 4 p.m october 21st walls of books in downtown washington dc so if you're in the dc area please come on out uh, of course this is a digital only magazine so we won't have physical copies on t- and we'll have well we'll have Poster of the cover art and we'll have printouts of some of the readings that people will be doing But if you want to get your copy, it'll be available on the 21st For six dollars as a digital download From the AS 21 market and we're going to try to get it up on some of the other uh, online markets as well But since it's been designed as an electronic literary magazine through iBooks author It will definitely be on the iBookstore, but Amazon doesn't like the format too much, so we're not sure if it's going to be up there, but we'll do our best. But for certain, AS21 Market and iBookstore, you'll be able to pick up the 2017 AS21 Annual. That's our fourth annual literary magazine featuring the work, not only the wonderful cover design by Ronna Gaynor, but also the first chapter of The Will of the Magi, featured in our excerpt section. (laughs) So actually, Rana will be in there four times. You'll be on the front cover. uh, I think we currently have it set up that the front page of the poetry section is Weather Girl. Your piece, Weather Girl. The front page of the short story section is Magician Card. And then, of course, in the excerpt section, your beautiful cover art for The Will of the Magi will be featured alongside the excerpt from Paul's book. (laughs) Woohoo! <laughs> so one of the rare times where we allow people to have more than three submissions. If, <laughs> though technically, you only still have three. So congratulations, for all that.
1: Oh, thanks. Do you still have uh, prints of the Will the Magi book cover that you had at the Kensington Book Fair? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah. So we those will be available as well.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we'll have them there, as well as the week before at the Fall for the Book Book Festival uh, in. Fairfax, Virginia, at the George Mason University campus. And then, again, we have an event uh, November 18th in Charlottesville. It's the an independent book festival. Uh, we'll be there with a uh, festival hosted by former podcast guest Carolyn O'Neill. We'll be there and have that on display as well. So, hopefully we'll have... A, well, no. Actually, for well the imagine, that's all we'll have because the book's not going to be out, unfortunately, until 2018. where. We have started the editing process. We're going to have at least chapter one out for you as part of the AS21 annual. So.
1: Correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't there talk of releasing the book in parts?
0: We had discussed at one point that the book was so long that we could split it into a couple books, but I think we Paul decided he wanted to keep it all together as one. Right, Paul? Yeah. 249,000 words.
2: Oh, boy. Yes. Yeah. Hey, everyone, you can buy my book, and <laughs> if you don't like it, you can use it to kill small animals or medium-sized animals.
1: Or the doorstep.
2: Or doorstep. I live in a rural state of New Jersey section, so they, we have a lot of hunters in my area. Mm. So, why waste money on bullets when you can buy one book and continuously use it over? That's true. <laughs> That's true. And plus, it could also
0: be used as toilet paper or kindling for a fire. <laughs> No, it could
2: be, it's so large, it could be the entire fire. <laughs> that is true.
0: <laughs> that is true.
2: Okay, so this is okay, the it's, October it's
0: 2017 edition. Uh, we have two sponsors for this week, month's episode. Not only are we brought to you by podcastguest.com per the our interview with Andrew Allman, but also we have this month is the Walk to End Alzheimer's. Now, this is a charity I've been affiliated going back Oh, ten 10 years at least. They've been doing, they started out with what was called the memory walk, and then it turned into the walk to end Alzheimer's. They do it every fall, usually on the National Mall. There's also similar walks across the country. What you do is uh, you, come, you try to solicit donations from friends and family. Uh, each person is expected to get a fundraise at least $100 then you come on out and you do either the one mile or the three mile walk. You get to wear these nice purple t-shirts. Uh, there's all kinds of good sponsors out. They have all kinds of things for you to remember those you've loved and lost to the horrible scourge that is Alzheimer's. So for the past two years, AS21 has taken part. We had a team last year, myself, Corey Parker and Michael B. Judkins. Currently, I think, It'll just be me and my family walking this year. Now that will all be October fourteenth in the morning. So we're actually double booked on October fourteenth. And in fact there were two other things we had to turn down that day. Because that just seemed to be the day when everybody wanted to do something that we wouldn't want to be involved in. So we have that and then we're gonna leave that uh that walk and head out to George Mason campus for the fall for the book. Uh there was also that same day is the western maryland independent literature festival at frostburg state university it's a great event that's all publishers so if you have a book that you want published and you're in anywhere near western maryland and we have people coming as far north as pittsburgh uh last year uh it's a great place to come and talk to a publisher about possibly releasing your book that is also october 14th we will not be going this year because of the fact We have those other events close to home. And then, of course, it is also Independent Author Day, where independent bookstores across the country are hosting indie authors for book signings and readings and meet and greets. So go to your local independent bookstore, which you should be doing anyway, and find out what events they have for October 14th. And if they have no events planned, well, yell at them. I give you permission. Because it's Independent <laughs> Author Day. <laughs> so we have a week to go before the uh, Walk to Ed Alzheimer's. If you would like to donate, visit the uh, page at ALZ.org. All donations go to the Alzheimer's Foundation. And they are used to help spread information about Alzheimer's disease and also helping in research to hopefully someday find a cure. So I encourage you, if you have a loved one or friend or family, someone who has been afflicted by this horrible disease, help out, help spread awareness, and hopefully we can bring an end to it. And as I like to say, hashtag save the stories. All right, now turning back to the lighter side of the podcast after that bit of heavy. This month we are welcome Andrew Allman of com. It's a service we've used for the past few months to bring us many wonderful guests to the podcast. There's Ashley Emma who came to talk about immersive research when she was working on her series of Amish books. Uh, Christy Mercer of Blue Shoe Strategy to talk about book marketing. And we have others that we are talking to that come out. Plus, I've had opportunities to go appear on other podcasts, whether it be the Happiness in Pursuit podcast or the uh, Think Opposite podcast. And it's all because of Andrew Alleman and his free service, podcastguest.com. So, Paul couldn't make it for when we did the interview earlier this week, but Rana is there. All the oh, I did so much talking. Uh, Rana didn't get to get too many words, and I'm sorry for that, Rana.
1: No worries, man. You were asking good questions.
0: All right. So, now let's go ahead to our interview with Andrew Allman of Podcast All right. We are joined now by Andrew Alman of Podcast and me and Rana will be here interviewing him for the next few minutes. Welcome, Andrew. Thank you for joining us on the Publish Me
3: podcast. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, as a podcast, we've been very fortunate to have partnered with your service because we've had a number of guests come on our podcast, thanks to you.
3: Great. I'm 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 always excited to hear when people have success with it. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So before we get into the real meat of talking about telling your stories through podcasts, can you just give us some insight as to what brought about this service?
3: Sure. So I'm kind of a niche media publisher. I write stories. I have a blog since 2005 about the exciting world of domain names. Uh, if you can believe it, there's actually a lot to write about uh, around that. And I started a podcast a few years ago, so I became a podcaster. And uh, you know, typically a podcast will have guests, just like this conversation we're having right now. And for the first, say, 50 or so episodes I did, I just tapped my Rolodex to find guests And then I realized I needed to go a little bit further out and find new people, new voices, and I couldn't find a good service to make that easy to find those guests. So that's why I created podcastguests.com, which is a simple email-based service that makes it easy for podcasters like you and me to find guests and people that want to be a guest on a program to easily get booked on those podcasts. No,
0: I can tell you it has definitely been a helpful thing for us because when all of our guests previous to working with your service were either my own authors with AS21 Media but also friends of the company. So having that increased talent pool to pull on, and we've had people like we had Ashley Emma on to talk about her experience writing uh, a series of books on Amish life and doing immersive research. Mm. We had uh, Christine Mercer on from Blue Shoe Strategy to help us discuss creating a marketing campaign for launching the book series and uh, we have more people that will be coming on plus I've had opportunities to be guests on other podcasts whether it be uh, Think Opposite with Allison Donahue on the CTR Network mm-hmm. or the Happiness of Pursuit podcast with Doug J. Foley. I had some great opportunities to get out there.
3: Yeah, I'm glad to hear that you know and, and I wanted to make the service very simple so there are a lot of directory services out there and I, I really wanted something that would really push and get a lot of excitement around particular podcasts and, and experts in any given week. So, frankly, I, I use the same model that a uh, service that some of your listeners will be familiar with, Help a Reporter Out or or HARO, which is basically a service where reporters say, hey, I'm looking for someone with experience with this. And then anyone who meets those qualifications can respond. So this is a very similar service. Each week I send out an email with a list of podcasts looking for guests and what the qualifications are. And anyone who's a fit just clicks a link and submits their information and that goes directly to the podcaster. And then I also feature some experts each time that are looking to get booked on a lot of podcasts quickly. And then what their expertise is and any podcaster that subscribes to the newsletter can submit and say, hey, why don't you come on and and be a guest on my podcast. And right now there are over 2,700 subscribers that get the weekly email. And I'd say more than half of those are podcasters. A lot of people are podcasters as well as guests, just like you mentioned earlier, right? Yeah. You, you want to find people to be on your podcast, but you also want to spread the word about your podcast by being uh, on, on others as well. So uh, it's working well. It's been going on for a little bit more than a year, and and I've been tweaking it as I go along in response to user feedback. But I think we have a fairly good model right now.
0: Yeah. I know we, we personally, we have eight podcast series that we're running and we've listed two with your service. This one published me and also our poetry podcast, Passion on the Page. And in fact, I just recorded somebody last night that was referred thanks to your service to be on the next episode of that podcast. Oh, excellent. And uh, we, whenever I get the email from you on Mondays, I then send it out to my head of creative relations who sends it out to all of our authors i send it to my audio guy oh. and i send it to other members of my staff who might be interested in booking and getting out so you send it to me and then we shoot it out to about 16 17 other people within our company
3: oh excellent excellent that's great to hear so it's more than 2700 people <laughs> yes, yeah. that are getting it every every week so great yeah,
0: i can imagine that we can't be the only ones doing that so
3: i'm sure not yeah
0: so you originally you started as a podcaster yourself, and I mean, we, we started this podcast because we were looking for new ways to spread the word about our books, our authors, and particularly the story of our author, Paul Dickinson Russell, who couldn't join us for the interview today. Just trying to use the podcasting medium as a way to tell mm-hmm. a story.
3: Mm-hmm. And I assume that a lot of your authors are are trying to being able to to tell their story and talk about their book is beneficial to them when they launch it to get kind of press around it. Is that oh, right?
0: absolutely, because it gives them a, you know we get the sound bites, we get the stories behind the story, as it were. And...
3: Right, right. So you know, I mean, and and that's how I think about kind of podcasting in general. What podcasting has done is you used to have am stations and fm stations and you know am radio stations were primarily your talk radio and getting booked on those and being a guest on those has been a challenge right there was limited supply what podcasting has done is it's created hundreds of thousands of niche channels of audio content and a lot of these podcasts have a guest format an interview format some have news as well or storytelling but it's a, it's really a fantastic opportunity. I don't care what you're an expert on and what book you've written about. There is a podcast out there. There are many podcasts out there with an audience that's that's perfect for you and wants to hear your story and learn about your book. And so as a result, it's much easier to get booked on spoken word interview shows now because there are a lot more of them. And it, it's also easier to schedule, too, because they aren't live. So. Right. If you're an author and you're also a professor and, you know, there's a radio show on it too and you're teaching a class, well, you can't be on that radio show. But with podcasts, we record these early. Uh, Generally speaking, most most podcasts are not done uh, the day of or anything like that. So it gives you – there's more flexibility there as well. So I think it's a fantastic opportunity for any author to get booked as a guest on podcasts. And it's also a good practice. You know, a lot of there are some very large podcasts, but there are also some small ones. And because it can be edited and because some of them are small, I think it's a great way to get experience with doing interviews and interviews aren't always easy. Uh, I always judge myself after doing an interview. How many ums did I do? Did I misspeak? That sort of thing. But it's a great way to practice in a low risk environment as well so that hopefully that when you do get invited to be on a big podcast or a live radio or a television show, you have you have some experience,
0: right? Absolutely, and I definitely have used that to my advantage and my own ability. Since we launched this podcast, oh, I think it's been two full years now, and mm-hmm. because what we learned from doing this one and the technology we built up has allowed us to expand to have seven other series, so.
3: Mm-hmm. and and that's a lot as a podcaster i know a lot of work goes into yeah. that so, yeah I'm you
0: know. very fortunate i have an excellent chief of audio production named zach c cohen and he's been helping doing the production of the past few months and if there's a couple series I, I don't have to deal with at all he does all of the editing and oh, posting awesome. and
3: everything yeah so uh you know i guess one thing i'd like to do is encourage people to i mentioned earlier podcasts are a great kind of Uh, Testing ground for yourself, right, on interviews. So I wouldn't worry too much about the size of podcasts when you originally get opportunities to go on them. So the Medium podcast has 300 downloads, which isn't a whole lot at first blush. But if it's a targeted audience, imagine standing in front of an audience of 300 people in, in a theater or a lecture hall and being able to tell them your story. Right. That's that's actually pretty cool when you look at it that way. Absolutely. And podcasts also have a lot of people go back and listen to the back catalog in a podcast. So maybe a podcast right now is pretty small, but if it becomes popular over time, people will go download previous episodes. And so someone might be listening to your podcast six, 12 months from now, whereas on, on radio that typically doesn't happen. So I would look at – I would focus more on finding podcasts for which you're a fit. If you are a sci-fi writer, finding sci-fi podcasts or comic book podcasts, pop culture podcasts. If you're a business nonfiction author, then that's finding business podcasts, which believe me that there are a lot of those. Those are the majority or are probably the biggest category on on my service. And so I would focus more on that than than the size of a podcast and there are a couple of different ways to get booked on podcasts. Of course, my number one suggestion would be to go to podcastguests.com and enter your email address there and get the weekly email. But of course, if you hear, if you're a listener to a certain podcast, you can always find our website and reach out to them and say, hey, I think I'd make a good guest for your podcast. And when you pitch yourself to podcasts, whether it's through my service or directly, you want to Show the podcaster that you can bring something to them. And so it's not just, hey, I want to get in front of your audience. It's I can help you grow your audience. So as I mentioned, the medium podcast only gets a few hundred downloads per episode. So if there's anything you can do to help that person get more exposure, they'll be grateful. So Examples would be if you have a large Twitter following, for example, saying that, hey, I can tweet out this episode to my Twitter following or Facebook, or I have a big email list and I'll send an email to everyone on there with a link to the podcast. Those are things that will get podcasters excited about interviewing you. One thing I see a lot of people do when they pitch through my services, they give this kind of blanket pitch. Hey, my name's Andrew. I'd like to be on your podcast. It seems like a great match. Well, that's fine, but it's even better if you can say, you know, I read the description of your podcast and your qualifications, and I think I'll be a great guest for these reasons. And oh, by the way, I've been on this podcast and this podcast, so you can trust that I will be, you know, a good guest. I'll be coherent and and that sort of thing. So really kind of personalizing those pitches makes a lot of sense uh, as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I can tell you, I write a fresh pitch every time based on the
3: qualifications that they're seeking. Good, good. Yeah, that's definitely a best practice. I have some people that email me and say, I submitted myself to 10 podcasts and I haven't heard back. And then I look and find that they either weren't very targeted or their pitch wasn't very well written. So just taking a minute, you know, really that's, I I think you'd agree, that's probably all it takes to maybe one to three minutes to come up with a, a good pitch for a podcaster. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And and I can tell you from my experience, having a pitch that's unique is helpful. Like mm-hmm. when we did the posting for publish me, I got a lot of people who like, yeah, I'm an author. These are the books I've written. I'm like, okay, that's great. But what, what are you, what can you bring? Just saying you're mm-hmm. an author is great. And I, who know I might find a way to include you, but it's best if you have like an experience that could be particularly informative. Cause this, Like in the case of our podcast, we're not just having people on just to sell their book. We want them to actually impart something because we're trying to be educational
3: Mm -hmm. here. And, you know, one other thing I'd say for anyone that is a podcaster out there. So, so Rana, you, you design artwork for books and covers. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Thus far, I've had limited experience doing book covers like professionally, but I do do them on the side just
3: for books that sure. I really like. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So one thing I was going to mention is a lot of podcasts have horrible cover art <sighs> and uh, it, it's, uh, it, it's, and I, I feel when I create the newsletter every week, I put next to each podcast, I put an image of their cover art. And if you aren't familiar, if you, if you download a podcast app, it's basically the book cover to a podcast or the mm-hmm. album art that you'd see uh, well i was about to say a cd but i'm kind of dating myself there <laughs> on a, on, an, on an mp3 or something that you download and uh, it's people judge a book by its cover and uh, and so to anyone out there who does podcast that's something that i recommend spending a little bit of extra work on uh, m- making a, a good podcast now art now conversely if you want to be on podcasts they sometimes say don't judge a book by its cover i I'd say yes and no, you know when when you're looking at a podcast, look beyond just that artwork and look at the description, look at how many episodes they've run. I do include in my newsletter how many episodes the podcast has already had, and I, I'm a little bit I, I struggle with if I want to do that or not on the one hand, a lot of podcasters start and then they stop after five or six episodes, yeah. so I want to show that hey. This podcast has been going on for 10, 20, 100 episodes so that people get an idea of of how long they've been doing it. At the same time, as I mentioned before, a lot of people go back and listen to to the back catalog of a podcast. So just because one is just starting out, that doesn't mean that it won't become big in the long run. So, so don't turn down those opportunities.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I know we had one of our podcasts. We didn't start bringing on guests until – it had been going for three or four months. That way we had a bit of a track record going. Plus, it was a way of being able to extend the creativity of it by uh, having uh, diverse opinions, diverse stories to be able to come on. Mm -hmm. So how long have you been podcasting now?
3: Uh, Let's see. My this time around i'm up to episode 155 and i do it weekly so three years now i did start kind of a quote-unquote online radio (laughs) a few years before that before podcasts were, were very popular but yeah so so about three years now
0: all right and what was your specific inspiration for getting into podcasting
3: boy that's a tough question because there are probably a lot of answers to it you know My blog has been going on since 2005, so 12-plus years now. And over that time, I've seen that publishing mediums have changed a lot. And so blogs were very popular. Then video became very popular. Social media became popular. There really wasn't, you know, it was MySpace back then, right? (laughs) So you didn't have people turning to Twitter for the news and that sort of thing. So I've just found that you have to embrace different mediums to expand your audience And one of the biggest benefits to me as a podcaster is I get to invite people on my show and chat with them for 20 to 30 minutes one-on-one, which, you know, some of the people I've had come on my program are CEOs of publicly traded companies. And so, you know, to get someone like that, where I'm, you know, if I just called them up and said, Hey, can we chat for 20, 30 minutes? lukewarm response, right? Right. but Hey, do you want to get in front of an audience of a thousand people this week? Uh, and Oh, by the way, I get to chat with you for 20 for 20 to 30 minutes and ask you questions. That is, is an easier sale. So that to me was one of the reasons that I got into podcasting and having done it for 155 episodes, I probably have a few tips as well for your listeners that are want to be guests on podcasts on on kind of a good setup how you can help the podcaster and really get the best sound quality and that sort of thing so do you want to turn to oh absolutely yeah what best practices go right in so there, there are a few things i do ahead of the podcast a couple of them are technical and and really it comes down to your microphone so you can get a pretty good microphone out there right now for about 50 bucks and a lot of times I'll call people and have them as a guest on my podcast and they either don't have an external microphone at all. So they're using like their laptop or they're using their Apple earbuds mm-hmm. and Apple earbuds, I would say, is the, the lowest I'll accept when I have uh, an interviewee. A lot of times they will come on, like I said, and just talk into their laptop mic and then you're picking up all this extraneous sound. Sometimes you'll get an echo because they're listening through their laptop and speaking through it. Uh so just spending investing an extra of say fifty dollars in a good microphone, I think is a good idea. You can spend more if you do a lot of them, by all means. A hundred, two hundred dollars might be worth it on a microphone. But right now I'm speaking into about a seventy or eighty dollar microphone and it's it's worlds apart from uh from from anything else. So and then one other thing is to be familiar with what type of uh, software you're using to talk to the other person. So a common one is Skype. We're recording this over Skype right now. And you want to make sure that your sounds are coming through the correct microphone if you set up an external microphone. So uh, sometimes I'll record and realize part of the way through that it's actually my laptop mic that's picking it up through Skype, not my, my external mic. So those are a couple of technical things to do. The other things that I would do, and this can be part of your pitch, um, but is really to research the podcast, understand what kind of questions they ask, and then you can even provide a list of hey, here's some questions you can ask me. And I think this is particularly important for authors because it's unlikely that the podcaster is going to have read your book before you come on the show. You see people go on the daily show and shows like that. Well, Trevor Noah and John Stewart before that, they aren't reading the whole book. Right. You know, they're they're getting a cliff notes version of it. And although it'd be great if they'll read your book and I sometimes read books before having people on my podcast, you want to make it as easy as possible for that podcaster. So You can, you know, if you give them a synopsis of the book and then, hey, here's some questions you can ask, it'll make it make you sound smart as the podcaster and, and make it as easy as possible for them. Same thing goes if you're marketing to journalists, right? They've got a lot of work to do. Anything you can do to make their job easier makes it more likely that they will quote you, interview you, get you involved. So those are kind of my tips that I think will help your authors listeners to this podcast as they start becoming a guest on other podcasts
0: right absolutely yeah i know i i've upgraded my technology a couple times since i started working on this i'm on a blue snowball now with a pop filter which definitely helps with a editing process because
3: and that's not particularly expensive right i mean that's yeah under 100 bucks for sure
0: absolutely and i Bought it piecemeal. Like I got the i had, I was using a headset at first, which is just fine for uh, some incidental recording. But you yep. know, over Absolutely. over time, we've grown technology. So you don't, if you want to get into podcasting, you don't have to go out there and break the bank on the best technology right out the bat.
3: You're, you're right, and and you know, I, and I should say, you know, I don't want to scare people away from being a guest on podcasts just because they don't have. Great technology. Buy a Snowball mic. Here, let's look it up right now on Amazon. Yeah. So Snowball mic, Amazon. Let's see how much they cost. Uh, let's see here. Looks like 50 bucks at Best Buy is the first thing that pops up when I search for that. So you can get a good USB microphone for about $50. And then from a sound quality perspective around your house, you this is another thing. As a podcaster, I tell anyone being a guest, look for a, a quiet place. So. Sure. I'm recording this from a kind of a podcast studio in my office that has sound paneling on it. But my wife, whose podcast is quite popular, gets, you know, 20, 25,000 downloads per episode. She started in her closet and a closet is a great place to do it, a a clothes closet, because the clothes absorb all the sound um, or a lot of it. So it's a great place to start. And she started on just a, a snowball mic in the closet and frankly the sound was was really good and now since then she's expanded and gotten a higher higher quality setup microphone and some paneling in her room and that sort of thing but that's really not necessary as you get started and and frankly it's not truly necessary unless you start producing your own podcast which might be a great idea as an author as well yeah absolutely Oh yeah, in audiobooks as well. <laughs> yeah, it's some audio. Yeah, there, there you go.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's something where we're now moving into is doing audiobook production, and pretty much the part of the reason we started podcasting was so that we can grow our technology to
3: get to audiobooks. Do do the authors read the books typically, or do you have a third party voice actor? Uh,
0: certain authors will be reading their own; others will be. We have some people that have stepped forward that. Have good voices for reading, you know, sure. doing voice modulation and different voices and things that,
3: right, work right. a bit
0: better. Hey,
3: I mean, I, I think a podcast again is a great way to hone uh, your skills there, Absolutely. right? So, so I've never had voice coaching lessons and anything like that, and I'd say, but you know, I have learned, and I'm sure a voice coach would pick me apart, right? I'm not, I'm not saying I'm great at it, but I've become much better with practice and so that's the more practice you can get especially in kind of low risk situations like podcasts compared to standing in front of an audience on on stage live or being on live radio or television the more experience you can get the the better it's all about practice just like writing yeah right? absolutely so, so now you've had 150
0: plus episodes on your podcast and you've got all the different wonderful guests that have signed up through your service have there been any particular ones that really stand out that you're really happy that you've had a chance to work with, and chance to you know, promote?
3: Mm, yeah. Yeah. So as a podcaster, er, earlier I mentioned that it's great if you're pitching yourself to a podcast to say what you can do to help them get exposure for their podcast or to get people to listen to that episode and which you're on. So I would say some of my better guests have been the ones that are a big name in my industry that get get those i was about to say eyeballs i guess it's ears <laughs> in this case uh t- to listen so that's that's one of the the better things i've uh things i've looked for and successes i've had i think people that have an interesting story you know domain names are interesting to a lot of people but i've also found that i have listeners that are just marginally interested in the domain name business And so when I can find something that's tangentially related, it also helps a lot. So I've got an episode coming out about blockchain. I had one about chatbots, which was really interesting. And, And I can relate all of that back to domain names, but I can also go a bit broader. And so that's actually brings up a good point is you don't always have to be a direct fit for a podcast if you can find a way to convince the person that their audience will find you very interesting, right? right? Um, you know, again, if your book is about, uh, let, let's say you are a sci-fi author and you want to get in front of an audience and let's say there's a podcast, that's a, a business podcast, but you have stories to tell with, you know, owning a sci-fi uh, or being a sci-fi author and how that relates to business, you know, five ways sci-fi taught me to be a better business person you know something like that you can you can tie it to that um one of the guests i had on recently happens to be in the domain name industry but i had him on to talk about something else he used to work for b movie studio called i believe it's pronounced trauma oh, and yes. so so they made this cult classic uh, the toxic avenger mm-hmm. and so he he just recently published a book I'll butcher the title, but it was something about how everything I learned in business and marketing I learned from The Toxic Avenger. <laughs> nice. Right. And and it's it's a great story, you know. He's this this studio, you know, it's a B movie studio. They did some crazy things and they had this cult classic and the Toxic Avenger and stuff. So he just had some great stories that he was able to uh relate to business. And he actually used Podcast Guests when his book came out to get booked on a lot of podcasts to to talk about it. So that was a pretty broad appeal, right? Uh, he got booked on a, uh, on actually a B movie podcast, but then lots of business podcasts as well. And mm-hmm. so he used, I, I do have one paid service in which you can, if you want to get booked on a lot of podcasts right away, rather than waiting for the weekly newsletters and then responding to the podcasts that are a fit, you can be featured as an expert in there. And then the podcasters come to you. And so he used that. And, and that's an example of someone who has a really broad appeal and, and would make a Make a great guest for a lot of different podcasts.
0: Right. Absolutely. Well, we can just use an example here. We have Rana, who is our cover designer, but she's an artist. She goes around exhibiting mm-hmm. at events. So, oh, cool.
1: <laughs> occasionally.
0: <laughs> well, and plus, she right now works uh the local uh, the Maryland Renaissance Festival. So she has some experience being out in uh, some interesting crowds cool. there.
1: Yeah. I've seen some things,
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and that's, you know, using your broad experiences that, um, you know, you had me on to talk about podcasting, right? That's a direct hit. And it makes a lot of sense for for your audience here. But, you know, if you work at a Renaissance festival, you know, there are a lot of pulp culture type podcasts that you can talk, uh, be a guest on, and then you can weave your product, in this case, a, a book for most people, or in Rana's case, art and art services, you can weave that into the conversation. I'm trying to think of an example here. But if I went on to a business podcast, right, and they wanted to talk to me about domain names, I can also at some point mention that I have a podcast or, it, you know, it's a great segue. Oh. Hey, you can listen to my podcast. And then Certainly, if they're talking about marketing and business, I can weave in, hey, you know, a great way to expand awareness as, you know, an author, business person, whatever, is to use uh, to be a guest on podcasts. I happen to have a service for that. Um, So you can find a a way to fit. You just need to take those few extra minutes to make that pitch. And also, you don't want to be in one that's completely untargeted. (laughs) Not only will your pitch annoy the podcaster, but... Getting in front of 20,000 people who really don't care what you have to talk about is not as getting, as getting in front of a couple hundred that really care about it.
1: I have a question. Sure. A um, roadblock I seem to keep hitting as an artist. Some people don't hire me because I don't have enough experience, but how am mm. I supposed to get the experience if no one mm. will help me? Do you have any mm. advice for like people who want to be guests on podcasts who maybe have never ever been on a podcast before?
3: It's an excellent question and it gets back to start small. You know there's so many podcasts out there and frankly even if you go on one where it's really not that good um you know and maybe they only have heck forget about how many listeners they have it doesn't it doesn't matter what you'll be able to do is say oh I was on you know three podcasts last month and then you work your way up there and then eventually you get onto some name brand podcasts right and you can say Hey, I was, you know, on this particular very popular podcast. And so I, I think my suggestion there would be to to start small and just get some experience, even if very few people are going to listen to it. Not only will you become a better guest, but you can also say you've been on multiple podcasts and just work your way up there. You know, you think about famous news anchors or or sportscasters, they all started local. Right. And then and then they got discovered. And so every opportunity is a good opportunity from from that perspective when it comes to being a guest on podcasts and, and getting that exposure.
0: It's kind of like saying lower your standards, but it's an it's an idea of, you know, training and getting, you know, getting the ability get building a track record.
3: Right. And because, you know, frankly, maybe the standards are too high at first until you get the experience. Right. Right. It's it's all it's a bit of a grind. I imagine artwork is uh, the art world is even harder to get that exposure and to move up from there. But I assume a lot of, you know, it's just like a comedian. They play the open mics when they get started and then they get better. And then hopefully someday they're playing in front of large paying audiences. So I think a similar approach uh, applies here. So it's, it's a great question. And then, of
0: course, the opportunities out there, if you're looking for a podcast to be on and you're not finding one that suits your particular mix of background, experience and knowledge, well, there's your opportunity to start your own.
3: That's a pretty good sign, isn't it? That there is an unmet need out
0: there in the podcast world. And of course, once you do start your own podcast and uh, there's tremendous amount of resources out to do there, once you do... Then you go sign up for podcastguest.com and get some guests on your own.
3: There you go, there you go, and and you know I, I've talked about some of the benefits to me personally from podcasting, and I think if you're an author after you've done, if if you're interested in the podcast medium, I think it'd be a fantastic way to meet new people that could be subject to future books, meet people that can help you get publicity. Uh, right away, right? these are people that can you know if they're a guest on your show and then they'll they'll tweet it out or or share it with with friends in the email list it's It's really a great medium and it's it's more work and a little bit more expensive to get started than just starting a blog but because of that, there are fewer podcasts out there, so there's a little bit less competition and really, all it takes is a snowball mic some free recording software mm-hmm. and uh and, and and I'll say some decent podcast cover art <laughs> doesn't have to be perfect at first but you know it, it, whether I spend a few hundred dollars on mine you could probably get away starting with you know 50 dollars or something like that just to get something going and then see if you like it. And then you can always improve your cover art. You can always improve your mic. And, of course, you'll continually improve the the quality of your podcast as you go about it.
0: Yeah, you know, I just got started with a Sennheimer $45 uh, headset, some free software from Audacity, and a free account on Podomatic. Mm-hmm.
3: And you there you go, go from there. There so. you go. People ask me what I've learned podcasting. I was – I really overthought it before I started. Mm-hmm. I had someone make a – I hired a voice actor to do an intro with a custom music and that sort of stuff and you, you don't need to do that no. at first. You you know obviously if you listen to certain podcasts are going to have it and you're going to think oh I should have that. Look, you can always add that later if you think you need it. Oh so. yeah, and there
0: plus there are so many good resources out there that you can take advantage of like looking for public domain music. Uh mm-hmm. we did we have an account with a sound effects website called Zapsplat. And it was pretty much they said, you know, donate any money and you have an account and you're free to use any of our sound effects with mm-hmm. and um, for a couple of our podcasts where we have a lot of sound effects in there. That's been a godsend being able to have mm. it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just using social media and cross promotional opportunities like going on other podcasts, <laughs> you can build right. yourself a pretty good audience.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And then, of course, all coming out of it, telling your stories and sharing them with the world. Cool. Yeah? I like it. All right. Any final thoughts, Andrew, before we close out for today?
3: Uh, no. I Like I said, honored to come on your podcast and, and speak to authors. And, and I invite any authors to sign up. It's free of charge. Just go to podcastguests.com. And uh, you can get started being a guest on podcasts. And uh, it'll be a great experience, a very low-risk free way to get exposure and try something new
0: absolutely and I, I can't say enough about how great of a service it's been for us how helpful it's been for us and the opportunities we've had whether to as being guests on other shows or get some of the guests we brought in it's it's been great and I thank you so much for putting the time and effort in to get it all set up and make it available to us
3: no oh, well, thank you
0: and we're back. So what did you guys think of our interview with Andrew? Well, I mean, P- Paul, you should have more insights since you couldn't make it for the actual interview.
2: I mean, I'm going to say, like, one of my big things is I'm just really upset that I missed this interview. This is, you know, the whole topic um, that you guys talked about is, is, A, fascinating to me just from the standpoint of what he put together with the website. And then, just how it's expanded since everyone and their mother, brother sister on uncle niece' nephew and you know father's brother's roommate twice removed follows at least one or two podcasts. yep,
0: well, I tell you uh, the most recent email we got had three featured experts on it and six different podcasts you could contribute to Wow. And in fact, we had, I think it was the email two weeks ago, had a podcast from the How Stuff Works podcast network.
1: Ooh. Which
0: is, you know, no small thing. I and mean, I'm a big fan of stuff you should know, as I know a lot of people out there are. That wasn't, obviously they don't have guests on, so that wasn't one of them. But one of their sister podcasts was looking for guests and was listed on there. Uh, I believe this week we had something from the Gimlet podcast network which I actually hear advertised on terrestrial radio. That's how big of a podcast network they are. They're buying radio, regular radio ads. Wow.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's cool.
1: We're partying with the kids now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's been very fortunate. We've been very, very fortunate to be able to, to take advantage of this service because I mean, it is free as, as he said, and we've worked out well on it. And, uh, I've already talked to some of our other podcasters about if they were looking for guests to be able to post on there, and just different opportunities that we could hopefully, you know, take advantage and do cross-promotional things with Andrew. Like, he had done outreach a few months back about trying to help expand the brand, and that's what kind of led to our discussion that involved him coming on to the podcast today, so. Rana, is there anything you wish you would have asked?
1: I don't know if there's anything I would have asked. I'm just, I was like, just thinking to myself, like, wow, necessity is the mother of invention. Yeah, that's a really cool service, and like, I'm really glad that it's free. And also, another thing I was thinking was like, it's, it's kind of like a microcosm of like job interviews, sort of. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking when he was describing, you know, like, you know, how to become a guest. You basically just have to like write a cover letter. And be like, hey, I I know stuff about these things. Let me be a guest on your podcast, please.
0: Yes, big please, definitely. There was one that came up a couple weeks ago where it was a Philadelphia sports podcast, and I put in for it as a Pittsburgh sports fan, not so I can you know harp on Philly sports, but to give my own unique viewpoint of Philly sports as a Pittsburgh fan. Right. Right. <laughs>
2: Did you hear back? No. Uh, I, I don't expect. <laughs> you have to let us know, though, if you do happen to hear back, what the response is. Because that would be funny either way. I'm expecting laughter. Laughter
0: would be good. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm not I'm not expecting that to go anywhere. It would be lovely, but yeah. I, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> there's been a pretty eclectic group that I put in for. I mean, I put in for uh, health podcasts because of my weight loss plan. I've been, I put in for entrepreneurial podcasts to talk about AS21 Media. i put in for book podcasts, sports podcasts, entertainment. Uh, we share it with all of our authors, and some have put in for different things, and yeah, it's it's been a tremendous service. And just look at the caliber of guests we've been able to bring on here thanks to it. It's been fantastic.
2: Oh, I would say, like, using this one service has gotten us so many amazing individuals who have been able to give us such great advice and everything else. It's been unbelievable, you know, the caliber of people that are available on just through this one network. And the fact that, again, it's all free, like we've been mentioning, and everyone that we've dealt with that I guess you've introduced to us, Keith, through this, since you've been the one doing all this work, it's just been wonderful being able to meet and see everyone and, you know, do this. It's been, I've, I've been truly enjoying it. Yeah, I'm just looking at the
0: list of all the people that submitted to be on on this podcast. We had 22 people uh, put in for wanting to be on this podcast. And there are some interesting people on here. I just haven't been able to to schedule just yet. And we'll probably have a few of them on over the next few months as we sort of run out the clock until the, the book is released. But, you know, some very interesting possibilities here. Uh, and hopefully we'll be able to fit as many of them on as possible. And then of course continuing my own uh my own outreach in getting onto some of these other podcasts.
1: So. Right after the interview I talked to a friend of mine who, you know, knows a lot of stuff about a lot of things and he's been thinking about like going into like voice acting or, you know, starting sort of a podcast of his own and I was like, Hey, have you heard of this thing? And he's like, That sounds really cool I uh, didn't know it existed, but now that I know, I'm not surprised. <laughs> that's awesome. And I was like, yeah, you should do it. It'd be like a good way to like get your feet wet, you know, like get used to being on podcasts and stuff. And he's like, oh, no, I feel weird doing it uh, without having my own podcast first. And I'm just like, well, that's why it's a, you know, get your feet wet, you know, jump on in.
0: Well, also, Rana, you know, somebody who produces podcasts that may be able to help out. If he wants to do his own podcast first.
1: (laughs) I'll I'll mention it to him. I was just just like, oh man, it would be such a cool way to like, you know, get started as a podcaster.
0: Absolutely. Well, I have to say, uh, every one of our podcast series, uh, the person, the hosts have appeared on this podcast before they've gone on to host their own. So Ian Roberts was on this podcast before he started, went on The World's Only with uh, Josh Silverman. I Eileen mean, Vega was on this one before she went off to do Sex, Vex, Perplex. Yeah, you know, we have brought in our own authors as their way to kind of jumpstart them into doing their podcast. So.
1: so the moral of the story is get on A-List 21 and you'll have good luck starting your own podcast.
0: Yes, absolutely. Come be a guest <laughs> and then we'll, we'll take you from there and help you launch your own audio story.
1: Mm hmm.
0: Alright, I guess that wraps up this month's edition of the Publish Me Podcast, Chapter 31, Podcasting Your Story, October 2017. If you would like to reach out to us, we're on Twitter at Publish Podcast, Facebook.com slash Publish Podcast, or email Publish Podcast at AS21.com. That is A O I S21.com. You can find us hosted by Podomatic. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher Radio, and pretty much wherever you can find your podcast and then of course our home on the web dot 21com thank you for listening uh we'll be back next month i'll have uh, what next month is nanorimo so i'll hope have some news try to line up a guest that lines up pretty well with that uh topic so we'll see but if you are an aspiring author and i know many of our listeners are now's the time to get ready to do some heavy-duty writing and try to take on the Nano challenge this year.
1: Yeah, maybe you, know, if you guys can send us some. You know, like let us know, like, hey, what are you going to write a story about?
0: Yeah, okay, we'll put that up on the publish me uh, Facebook page. Will you be taking the Nano Rymo challenge? Okay. And, of course, we'll yep. link to, to our episode from two years ago when Eileen Vega came on, having completed the NaNoWriMo challenge with writing her book, Dating as Told by the Modern Horn.
1: So she's living proof that it can be done.
0: Yes, absolutely. She did it. You can, too. So, for AS21 Media,
2: this is Keith F. Shepner.
1: Rana Gaynor.
2: As always, I am Paul Dickinson Russell. Remember, where there are thoughts and ideas, there are stories. We'll see you next month. Copyright
0: 2017. AS21 Media, LLC. All rights reserved. AS21 Media. What do you want your story to be?